add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare It's good to live Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry Folks, I have amazing news The Real Health Podcast has been asked to join this year's Dublin Podcast Festival if you want to come to the Real Health Podcast in person, we're doing a Kickstarter event, everything you need to know to improve your health in the O'Reilly Theatre in Belvedere College at 8pm on Friday, September the 28th. You can book tickets at ticketmaster.ie or dublinpodcastfestival.ie. Book your tickets, come and join us, it's going to be an amazing night. Welcome to the Real Health Podcast with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Well, folks, I hope you had a fantastic week. For this week's episode, it's a top 10 ways to stay motivated. People are brilliant at starting exercise routines, starting health kicks, and starting to get healthy, especially around now. The schools are back, you're back from your holiday, and you know what? You weren't that happy with your holiday body, or over the summer, a little bit of time to yourself where you thought, you know what, I'm going to get in shape, and it's, it's the time to do it. September is one of our busiest times in the gym with PT and with corporate work. People are back and back in the zone. So in today's episode, I'm going to bring you 10 simple ways to ensure that you stay motivated for the long term. These are things I use myself, I use with my clients, and I found them really helpful over the course of my 16, 17 years personal training, both for myself and for my clients that we've used them with. So get your pen, get your paper, because over the course of the next 20 minutes or so, I'm going to bring you through it. And by the end of the episode, you'll know exactly what you need to do, exactly the mistakes you've been making, and exactly how this time it's going to be different. So first things first, don't beat yourself up. What I mean by that is when people set targets and they set goals and sometimes they fall off the wagon, it doesn't work out. I'm not going to call it failure because I don't believe in failure, but it doesn't work and they beat themselves up, they dig themselves into a hole of no confidence, of low emotion, low mood, and guess what happens then? You eat, and you drink, all the stuff that you shouldn't do, because you're feeling emotional, and you're feeling bad about not achieving your target, and it spirals and spirals and spirals. First things first, no one is perfect, myself included. So, when you're getting healthy, if it doesn't work, you've got to look at it. And you've got to look what wasn't working and change it. And then get back on the wagon straight away. All right. Saturday night is a classical one for this. People are all healthy. They get to Saturday. They go out. They have a couple of drinks. And before you know it, it's four in the morning. And you're going home via the chippers. If that happens, the first key thing is to get back on track Sunday morning first thing. That's really, really important. Just get over it. You had a bad day. Move on. Put it in the past. If you listen to the Mia Holomer Hertig episode, one of his big things about life and about healthy life, is not worrying, not looking back. You look forward. And it's the very first tip I'll give you in terms of staying motivated. Don't beat yourself up if you have a bad day, a bad meal, if you break and have a bar of chocolate. Put it in the past, move on, and stay focused 
from the next meal, the next day, and just work and work towards it. All right? Okay, second top tip. Set five goals. This is really important because often, more often than not, people set one. I'm going to lose two stone. And something along the way happens and they don't hit their weight loss target and they fall off the wagon. So by setting five goals or measuring five targets, if one doesn't necessarily work out in one week, chances are one of the other ones might. So for example, that could be I'm going to run 5k. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get two inches off my waistline. I'm going to fit into a size 10 dress and I'm going to do 20 press-ups in a row. There's five lovely targets all built around health that you can work toward. If done, if one doesn't work out, chances are the second one might or the third one might. You've lots of goals there to keep you moving forward. By keeping it too narrow and just setting one or two, chances are you won't achieve it or you'll fall off the wagon quicker if one doesn't work out. So pen and paper, have a think about it. Five simple, five really simple goals. What are they? What do you want to achieve? Again, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you'll know goal setting is something that we do all the time. It's really important. And setting five simple ones means you stay on track in the long term. Tip number three. Measure once per week, not per day. I can't tell you how many people I meet, how many clients I've had over the years who, when they come in, weigh themselves every single day or measure something, their waistline, every single day. No, it's a sure way to set yourself up for failure, particularly for women. Obviously, around your time of the month, you're going to put on weight. We're actually going to do a podcast about that in the next couple of weeks as well, purely for women in around your time of the month, because it things are different. You, water retention increases, waistline increases, and your weight generally increases too. So by measuring once per week and not per day, even much more level um, time frame, you will see improvements for greater because of the fact that it's a seven day time frame or it could be 14 but our clients generally seven um and it's just it's less obsessive health has become really obsessive lately and in the last couple of years there's an obsession there that i'm not sure is healthy the word i think for it is orthorexia which is an obsession with being over obsessive with health and it's not healthy in the long run so being a weekly measurement is far more balanced and having a daily measurement. So measure once a week, same time, same day. That's the typical trainer trick. We don't do it, so I'm very happy to tell you about it, is that they will measure you for your first session in the evening and their second session in the morning, seven or 14 days later. And magically, you've lost loads of weight and you're totally different in terms of your waistlines. And all they've done there is they've measured you in the evening after all your food and after your day, the first time, in the morning before any food and at the start of the day, the second time. And the results are always dramatically different because they're two different times of the day. So don't bother cheating yourself. Life's too short. Whatever the number is, it is. But measure at the same time every single week. That's absolutely crucial. And we generally pick our clients on the same day as well. Okay, how are you doing so far? Simple enough? Okay, let's recap. One, don't beat yourself up if you fall off the wagon. Just get back on track. Two, set five simple goals to achieve. Three, measure once per week, not per day. Okay, doing good so far? Okay, let's keep on going. Um, the fourth one, and that's actually really important, is ensure your goal is realistic. If you want to run a marathon in three months' time and you haven't run for five years, chances are you're not going to run the marathon. If you want to lose six stone in the space of six months, you might do it. I'm not sure you'll do it healthily, but you might. What I'm, It's really important that your goals are realistic. Make They should be... You know, the SMART system is the way to work through that. They're specific, they're measured, 
um, they're agreed and realistic and timed. So look at all the different components of your life and make your goals work for you. For example, my own goal, I'd love to go back and finish the Connemara 100 mile um, ultra marathon next August. I've tried it twice. I got to 86 miles the first time. I got to 50 miles the second time. Um, I should never started the second one because I was sick before I even started. And I haven't finished either of them. One of my goals is to go back and finish that race. But the last two years have been so busy, I haven't got the time to commit to um, to training for the event. So therefore, I put it on the back burner. Hopefully next year. And Ray, if you're listening in, hopefully next year I'll see you in, uh, I'll see you in Connemara. But it's important the goals are realistic because trust me, I've made those mistakes. I've done Ironmans where I haven't finished them because it was an unrealistic goal because I was putting 55 sessions a week in with personal training in the gym. They have to be realistic and they have to work for your life. So otherwise, the chances of not achieving them is absolutely huge. And again, that you spiral out of control if that happens. So make them realistic. Hit them. It's much nicer hitting a goal, a smaller goal, than missing a bigger goal. Okay? And you just build it up over the course of time. Okay. Halfway there, tip number five. Um, surround yourself with focused friends. And what I mean by that is that you surround yourself with positivity. You surround yourself with friends who will help you achieve your goal. You surround yourself with friends who will pick you up if you're having a bad day. For, um, again, I'll pull it back to my own um, example. I have a WhatsApp group with friends who I train with. If I feel knackered, tired, I'm on the way home, it's not going to happen. And I, I put it up in the group and of course what happens? I, I get the session done because I get picked up and in terms of energy wise, I get motivated by them. Someone gives me a little bit of this kind of stick in a joking way and I get the session done. So surround yourself with people who enable you to succeed. Don't surround yourself with people with sympathizers. Oh, it's okay, you've had a bad day. No, it's not okay. You got to get it done. Uh, you know, so surround yourself with people who enable you to go forward. That's my point. And who help push you out of your comfort zone. Uh, sometimes it is really, really important. And you'd be amazed the difference it makes in terms of motivation and in terms of staying motivated because of the fact they help you along the way. Um, on that note, before I move on, the other thing there is surround yourself with people who are fitter and healthier than you are. Those who you hang around with have a direct impact on your health. If your friends spend all weekend in the pub, you're going to spend all weekend in the pub. If your friends go do uh, hiking at the weekend in the mountains and they go all over Ireland every weekend hiking, guess well, that's where you're going to go. So the people you surround yourself with is really important in terms of motivation and in terms of health. Surround yourself with people who enable you, not disable you. That's very, very important. Okay. Over the halfway point, we're heading to tip number six. Um, tip number six for motivation in terms of ways to stay motivated is about is about balance. Don't set targets that are, again, unrealistic. Set a balanced approach, the 80-20 rules. 80% of the time, you're really good, and 20% of the time, you have your odd treat. That could be in terms of food. That could be in terms of alcohol. Extremes and health don't go together. You'll see them. They'll be sold to you all the time. Rapid weight loss, fat fix, all you, you see the branding, you, you, you can see it everywhere, all over social media and all over in terms of branding and advertising. They, folks, save your hard-earned cash. They don't work in the long term. You'll throw your cash away, you'll put the weight back on, and you'll waste your money. So let's not try that. Have a balanced approach. Balance it out. Most of the time you're good, the odd time you have your treat. If it's a treat meal, great. If it's a couple of drinks on a Saturday, fantastic. Enjoy it, get the best quality, and get back on track as soon as you possibly can. By having a balanced approach, you'll stay motivated, you'll stay healthy, and uh, you'll save wasting all your hard-earned cash on things that don't work, which is never, ever, ever good. 
As ever, folks, you're listening to the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. You can email us. It's realhealth at independent.ie or hashtag realhealthpodcast on Twitter and on Instagram. Today's episode is a top 10 ways to stay motivated and stay focused. We just got to number six. We're going to move on to number seven. Number seven is kind of cool. You've hit your goals. You've hit your targets. You've achieved them. Now you want to stay motivated. I see this all the time after the Dublin City Marathon. People do it and then fall off the wagon afterwards. Or the brides, bride-to-be. This is the classic bride-to-be mistake. They have the ultimate goal of walking down the aisle in the dress um, or the suit, whatever it may be. And they do it. And then they go on the all-inclusive honeymoon. Where to maximise the value of the all-inclusivity, they eat and drink all around them. And come back afterwards after three weeks having put on a load of weight and um, find it very difficult to get back on track. So what we do there is we do it our clients. We refresh their goals. We sit down, pen, paper, five new goals. What are they? Let's make it happen. And let's make sure, like the same criteria that we've run through, that they fit into their lifestyle. When you hit your goal, fantastic. Don't dwell on it. Pat yourself on the back, but don't dwell on it too long. And then refresh your goals and move on to the next goal and the next target. Because that's how that's the way to do it. If you miss that two, three weeks after that goal, you're back in the old habits, you're back in the old routine, and it's not good. So the way to do it, refresh your goals once you've hit yours, give yourself a day or two, and then refresh them. I've seen that bridal error so many times. The all-inclusive honeymoon has a huge amount to answer for in terms of waistlines and in terms of health because it's never good for either. Um, Okay, tip number eight is the reward component. Again, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you'll know I'm big on people rewarding themselves and patting themselves on the back and telling themselves that they've done good. And no, this is not a Tony Robbins podcast, but rewarding yourself is important and and telling yourself that you've done good is crucial to long-term motivation. If I do, as we record this, I'm doing race around Ireland, a bike race in uh, on Sunday, um, 2,200 kilometers in four days in a team of three. If we manage to swing it and manage to get ourselves over the line in the 96 hours cut off, we will, we will be patting each other and ourselves on the back for achieving it because we've set a target. We worked really hard. We've trained seriously hard to try and do it. Therefore, when we do it, we pat ourselves on the back. We did well. We reward ourselves with a something. Again, if it's sad like me, it'll be a book or a pair of sports socks or something. Uh, but then we move on to the next goal. So that reward bit is really, really crucial. Again, I've said it before. Men are good at it. Women tend to be not so good at it. They dwell on the negative in, term, as a, in terms of health as opposed to the positive. If you set a target to lose one pound and you lose one pound, you are bloody brilliant. You've done amazing. Three and a half thousand calories worth of, worth of, uh, of fat. What a result pat yourself on the back, you've done well, and tell yourself that you've done good. And don't be afraid, because it's really, really important. So reward in terms of a physical component, and reward in terms of a, a psychological important component. And Dr. Eddie Murphy will love me for saying this, uh, because he's all about that, but it's very, very important. Okay, folks, you're doing really well. Stay with me. We have two more to go. Um, tip number nine is review and change. If you find that you've set a target that you thought was realistic, uh, but hasn't quite worked out, well, that's, a, that's called a learning curve. Some people call it failure. I don't. It's a learning curve. So you need to review it. Get a pen and paper out. Spend five, ten minutes looking at why it hasn't worked. Did you take on too much? Uh, was it too much too soon? Was it too hard? Or too big a challenge? What didn't work? And then change it. Find the next goal. And change whatever didn't work the first time and make it work the second time. 
It took me four marathons to break the four-hour barrier uh, to get down to my PB of 3.39. Very simple. After each one, the goal was to break four hours. I didn't. Every single time, I reviewed and changed it up until I eventually got to where I got to. It took me two Ironmans to finish. First one, I bailed out with 10 miles to go. Second one, I finished it because I reviewed and changed what didn't work. That's That's how you do it. You try and never be afraid to try. You try whatever you want. If it doesn't work out, cool. You've learned. But put it to your advantage by learning, by reviewing and changing your goals and your motivation the next time around because it'll keep you focused. You've learned from something, make it a positive and then move on by using the things that you've learned. Finally, tip number 10. Don't worry, I'm going to do a recap of all top 10 tips before we finish up this episode. Um, This is something that a lot of people are afraid to do. I do it and I've always, I did it in school, I did it all through school and I find it really good, is... Um, visualize your targets and visualize your goals. So I'll give you a really different example for that one. I love cars. No, I mean love cars. Or I just I love them. So um, when I was in college, I the new uh, Mini came out. I had an old Mini at the time. I remember pulling up at one of the lights, and it was a it was a electric blue with two white stripes Cooper S with all the extras on it. I looked at it and I was like, I want one of those. I love one of those things. So, I went out and got a magazine, and I went and got the brochure, and I took the cut the photograph out, and I stuck it in the fridge, and then I stuck it in the front of my diary, and then, without going too deep into subconscious uh, subconscious thinking, I used to go to bed dreaming of driving the Mini, and what it felt like to drive the Mini, and how the Mini felt, and what it felt like going in to buy it. So, it became a goal, and it became a very strong goal, and uh, two years later, I went into the dealership, and I bought the car. And there was the one that I wanted. It was in the showroom. It was a sign. Uh, that's going a little bit the secret on you this week in the Real Health Podcast. So let's try and pull it back a little. I don't want to scare you too much. But my point being that by visualizing your goals and visualizing your targets, you have a far greater chance of working towards it. The subconscious mind is an incredibly powerful thing. It's something, when I was in transition here, I went to see Brian Tracy speak, an American... Um, I won't call him the pre-Tony Robbins. He, this guy was the original. He was like the guy you know, for, for, for kind of positive thinking and goal setting and all this. And ever since then, I've used things like the like visualizing things and, and thinking about things. Um, going through a race, I'll, I'll run, try and run that race in my mind before I actually do the event. So you've done it. And you hear golfers, and you know, Neil O'Brien was on a couple, of, a couple of months ago on the podcast. He uses this with his golfing clients. Visualizing is important. So if your goal is a holiday... Don't just book it. Book it and stick it on your fridge. Stick it in the diary. Stick it in your desk and work. Stick it in your car. If that's the goal and you can visualize yourself there, you're more far more likely to stay motivated, stay on track, and achieve the target that you've set for yourself. If it's to run a marathon, very same thing. If it's a dress, hang the dress up. Don't leave it in the back of the wardrobe. Hang it up in the back of the door. Hang it up wherever you need to hang it up. Because you'll visualize it, you'll work towards it, and you'll stay focused. No matter what the event is or what the goal is, we're making it visual chances are you're far more likely to um, to hit that target and to hit that goal. I, it's something I've used all the way along. Again, in my diary, I have three goals for my personal and three goals for my business. They're in the front page of my diary every single year. I look at them at least twice a day, minimum. And they give me a reason to stay focused and work hard. This podcast, for example, has been in the front of that diary for the last three years. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve. It took us three years to get it over the line. But it was a goal that I was always working towards and always wanted um, to make happen. And three years later, here we are. Okay, I really hope I didn't push you too far on this on this week's episode. But visualizing is important. Um, let's review it, though. Let's look. T- again, the top 10 ways of staying motivated. 
here they are. Don't beat yourself up is number one. Two, set five simple goals. Three, measure once per week, not per day. Four, ensure your goal is realistic. Five, surround yourself with focused friends. Six, balance. Remember the 80-20 approach. Seven, refresh your goals. Eight, reward. Nine, review and change, especially if something isn't working for you. And ten, make it visual. Make sure you can see it. Folks, for this week on the Real Health Podcast, it's very simple. Top 10 ways to stay motivated. Any of those will work. Pick one, pick two, whatever works for you. Pick it, try it between now and the next episode and just see what happens. That visual one is so, so, so important and so simple to do. As ever, you can email us. It's realhealth at independent.ie or hashtag realhealthpodcast on Twitter and on Instagram. This is the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.